All right, guys. Today we have a special episode that is following the win from uh, the Chiefs. We'll get to that. But uh, welcome back to Not Just Football. Um, and we get to talk football about other teams. Um, that's not our forte, but we will do that. And uh, we'll try to be as unbiased as we can. How about that? How about you, Hayden? Yeah, I think that's all we can ask for. I, I think, unfortunately, when the yes. Steelers are out, this is what the gig is now, man. Now we got to talk about other teams. Uh, at least yeah. we got two good games today, though, right? I didn't watch any of it, so I don't even know if there were two good games. <laughs> well, it's going to be very easy for you to talk that about these games, knowing you didn't watch a damn thing. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I, I watched the games. Um, I had to watch... Lions and Bucks. Uh, my guy Tice got to play. He should have had a sack. We'll talk about more mm -hmm. about that. Um, and then everybody watched the Chiefs Bills um, because they had to see Taylor Swift and uh, Brittany Holmes again. So, uh, and also my my guy Jason Kelsey putting on a show. So you got always got to give props to them. Man, if you had the over and how many times they showed that that uh, box, my God, you you won. And also, how many beers we think Kelsey ingested today? Um, I'll say the over under is 13. I'm going to take the over at least when he jumped into the stands <laughs> and then jumped back into the box. I'm like, he's having a great time. I thought I saw a picture. Taylor looked a little concerned, but, uh, it looked like he was having a real good time enjoying his off season. Yeah. I can see Jace definitely turning it up and, you know, making sure that that box was different because he was there. <laughs> is that uh is that you in a few years when Connor's playing? You go into Connor's game and we're gonna find you in a box and uh act your shirt with your shirt off? I'm gonna I'm gonna have my shirt off, but I'm gonna be sipping some uh some um caviar cabernet uh sauvignon. So oh, I like oh, to be a little geez. more classy, so clink clink. Okay, <laughs> a little wine, little wine for you at the playoff game, I see, huh? Yeah, how about that? Yeah, that'll work. All right. Well, what do you think of this game? I thought it was a great game. The quarterbacks battled back and forth and came down to a missed kick. But how did you see it? You know, uh, two great quarterbacks. I know everybody likes to compare them to the modern day uh, Manning versus Brady. Uh, but I think these quarterbacks are uh, studs in their own right. You know, they do it differently. Uh, can run with. They can run when they need to. Um, throw when they have to. Um, going back and forth. I thought the defense is really settled in in the fourth quarter. Um, and I just thought, you know, Buffalo made some mistakes late. Uh, one, um, you know, going for the fake uh, punt. I don't know if you do that right there. That's just, mm -hmm. you know, in that type of game, in that type of environment, I don't know if DeMar Hamlin's a better choice than just keeping your offense on the field um, mm -hmm. if you really want to be aggressive. Uh, but then – uh, they get bailed out because uh, McCole Hardman uh, fumbles and uh, they get the ball back. But then, uh, you know, you watch that last series from the Bills and I was texting you at the time and I was like, Bills can't leave a lot of time on the clock uh, because they've known from experience that if you leave too much time on the clock, Pat Mahomes is going to go down and score on you. Uh, but, you know, just some of the play calling, I think you could have done a lot better uh, with – putting the ball in Pat Mahomes' hands on first down um, as you get down into the red zone. Uh, you know, I know he missed a, a wide-open throw just because uh, Chris Jones got some pressure. Um, but, you know, just not crazy about the play calls late and, um, you know, ends with a, a missed field goal. Um, I know Bills had a lot of 
struggle. They had a lot of um, things going on the field goal uh, department. You know, last week uh, we get two blocks um, and it's not looking good on that side of the ball. But, you know, hats off to the Chiefs for doing it again and now in the AC championship game. Yeah, real quick on the punt. Is there any way that that was a check? I saw that. I think Kansas City had 10 guys on the field for that play, and Tony Romo was talking about how the look they got, it looked like it was they had the numbers. So is there any way that that was a call and that, I don't know if it DeMar makes that call or whoever, they that they checked into that, uh, and it wasn't necessarily called by McDermott? Well, you know, um, you know, we – it's funny you bring that up because I've talked to – uh, multiple team, team uh, I've talked to our our special teams coach. Uh, special and special uh, specialist plays. Um, both teams aren't rewarded to line up uh, um, their guys as they are when offense brings in new personnel. It's just go go go. It's not like the the ref really gets into it. So when they do that, there's a lot of chaos uh, that happens. Um, and the way I see it is. Kansas City had 10 guys on the field, but, you know, the Bills had 11 guys who couldn't get the job done. So what is that really saying about your group? Um, you know, you got to have – you got to execute in that moment. I just think putting the ball in Josh Allen's hands on a fourth down like that is a way better call than trying a five-yard punt punt fake. That's just – that's not like – it's not like a one-yarder. No, you really had to go out and get that one. Yeah, well, in the way Josh had run the ball today and against you guys, I mean, he's virtually going to get five yards every time he wants if he takes off because he's just so big and falls forward, right? Or or he slides and, you know, someone's running into him. So, you know. <laughs> I yeah. agree. My you, question is – go, go, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go you ahead. You pick your poison with it. So you just got to be smart and, um, you know, he was definitely lowering the, the body to pick up those, those touchdowns early on. So I would have just kind of beaten the beast in that regard. Also, how does Diggs only catch three balls in that game? You got to get him the ball more, don't you? Man, you, you would think, but, you know, they got two really good corners out there, McDuffie and um, Sneed, and they have done, um, you know, they, they've done a really good job. I think Sneed had only got one touchdown, and the touchdown came today. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you watch those guys. I think they had a really good game plan to take digs out, but you got to find, you got to be creative in getting them the ball. Um, I know sometimes they put them in the backfield uh, with Josh Allen, but, you know, three catches for your top wide receiver isn't enough. I think I have an idea of where you're going to go with this, but what do you think is the biggest reason why the Bills lost this game tonight? Oh, man. Um, I thought they played a pretty good game. I just think at the end, um, you know, <laughs> I hate to put it on the field goal um, because uh, yeah, you want to say yeah. you don't want to say it's one one play to change it at all. Um, but I just think the management of that last drive mm-hmm. uh, with the first down, um, you know, not putting it in their hands and you know going downfield like you had already done before. Um, you know, you've been running zone reads, you've been running RPOs. Keep doing that. Uh, they they didn't have a chance to really stop it. You could throw it to the flat as much as you want, um, and they didn't really attack it there at the end. Um, you know, at least if you throw it to the flat, you can continue to just keep, like, draining the clock, and you're going to pick up positive yards. They, they're preventing, you know, they've got their, their DBs back, uh, 
So you, you got to be smart about it. But uh, I don't know if you can just blame one play and say, or one player and say, this is deserves, uh, you know, the blame for the loss. Yeah, just felt like they were almost a little too conservative late. And I know Josh took a shot late and like you said, missed digs, but I think it's it's coaching is where I think you were going to go with that because you had texted me. You did not love the sequence of play calling late in that game. I, I just think, you know, one, you feed, you, you've been feeding your tight ends the entire game. You've been feeding Josh. Let him make a, make a mother, another play with his hand, his, uh, his feet. And then, you know, you take it from there, you know, I, I, it's funny because I feel like um, most times in the red zone, you would see them go empty um, and then he would run his QB draw. You didn't even get a QB draw on that. Um, and so you went, you ran the ball, um, you tried to run uh, inside zone with uh, um, Cook, got stopped in line. Now you're second 10. You take a shot deep um, and then you hit a rollout where you cut off half of the field for Josh so he can't look back at the other side. I just don't think that's the right sequence of plays that late in the game. Yeah, no, I agree. You got to get put the ball in your best player's hands. And he, to me, is their yes. best player, right? So it's you want to mm-hmm. live and die with that. Um, all right, you yeah. mentioned Lions-Bucks earlier. Uh, what would you think of that game? Lions going to the NFC Championship game for the first time, I think, ever, right? You got to be happy for Detroit. I know you're a Pittsburgh guy, but it's cool to see the Lions fans getting to celebrate something for the first time really in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think the Lions, um, you know, it's cool seeing the energy come from not only their fans, but that group of guys. Uh, it starts with their head coach. He's done an amazing job this year um, and really turned that program around. Uh, Jared Goff, man, I, it, 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 it feels like every – it was like Detroit was the place, the graveyard, for everything to go wrong. Um, but Jared Goff is – man, he's balled out um, – you know, you get Jameer Gibbs uh, making people wrong for drafting a, another running back in your group um, that high. And what does he do? He, he balls out today. Um, you know, I, and then I got to give a shout out to my Steelers. You know, you look at um, Cam Sutton, you know, uh, going on to an NFC championship game. Uh, Tyson Elwall, uh getting signed. Three weeks left in the season. You know, we were texting back and forth. And he goes from from the couch to the championship. I was just like, man, I'm proud of you, dude. And so, um, you know, what a great moment for him. He should have got a sack, dude. Like, uh-huh. I wish, I wish Detroit has, uh, had uh, challenged. Uh, there was a play late or a play midway through the game where uh, Baker was being uh, harassed by Tyson Hall, and he goes um, in. Baker is on his way, is falling, and he throws it out of bounds. Uh, but in hindsight, uh, Baker's calf actually touched the ground, which would have counted as a sack for Tyson. Um, but, man, you, you got to be happy for him. I got to be happy for my other um, commercial buddy and Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, he mm-hmm. played really well tonight, um, working on that spin, working on the fake spin off of it. Um, you know, I, I just think Detroit's got a lot of good guys. Um, that, you know, haven't got a chance to do it. Happy for the offensive line they got there. Um, Taylor Decker, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, you would have been pretty pissed off with how um, (laughs) they took away his touchdown, but I'm sure he would trade that touchdown for an NFC championship, and now he's got a chance to win it. Yeah, I mean, really impressive from the Lions, and I'm with you, man. Their coach, that guy is a, man, you want him on your side in a street fight. That guy is insane in a great way. 
Um, yeah. But, like I love. They were chewing. I mean, they were chewing. They were chewing. Oh, knees. kneecaps and feet. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, th- listen. It sounds crazy when he's saying it, but I will say they're they seem like a very tough football team. They they run mm-hmm. the football. Um, they've hit on a bunch of rookies. I mean, Laporta was great today too. Uh, St. Brown is awesome. And and you got to be happy, like you said, for a guy like Jared Goff getting traded. I think everyone kind of thought his career was kind of over, like you said, going to Detroit. And now, I mean, dude, they're a game away from the Super Bowl. And I mean, you were talking earlier. We think they have a shot against San Francisco, right? I mean, if the way they yeah. play, they run the football. And if they can get up, you get Hutchinson getting after the passer, man. It, you never know. Because San Francisco did not look unbeatable against Green Bay. Yeah, you know, if you if we take a look at the, the 49ers game, um, which we will, uh, the thing they really struggled with was containing Aaron Jones. Um, Aaron Jones was getting off. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you look at what Detroit does the best, they, they run the ball and mm-hmm. they're a little bit of smash mouth. Um, they got a great O-line. They got Taylor Decker and Penny Sewell. Um, I know they got a little bit banged up inside, mm-hmm. uh, but Frank Ragnow, you know, keeps that group going. So, um, you know, lines definitely have a chance. Um, they got receivers. Um, they got opportunistic defense, um, but it's not, it's going to take a lot, uh, you know, 49ers are a complete team. Um, there's not a lot of holes. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, no, in, impressive today from the Lions. And I want to give a shout-out, though, too, to Todd Bowles and the Tempe Buccaneers, man, because I don't think a lot of people thought they would be back in this position when Brady retired. And he was able to get back here quick. And I thought Baker had a really good year this year. I know he threw two picks today, um, but a really good job. What do you see from Baker, and do you think he's a buck next year? I don't know if he's going to be a buck. You know, I think – uh, one, they got to bring back a whole lot of guys, um, starting with Mike Evans. Um, mm-hmm. And Mike Evans is going to be asking who's going to be quarterback first. So Baker might be uh, there. Um, but, you know, I thought Baker played really well this season, um, really well um, in this game. You look at this game, he was making some some tough throws. Uh, and, you know, he, he lived and died by the throw. Um, obviously, there was a pick late, but, man, he, he was slinging the ball around. Um, and you know, he gave them a fighting chance. Uh, there were a couple of times, you know, it, it, they're dead in the water if Baker doesn't start playing his type of type of ball. So, um, you know, kudos to him. Um, he's gonna, he's gonna get paid somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. I think, uh, looking at what the situation was coming out of Cleveland and now out of, uh, Tampa Bay, you know, night and day. And so, um, man, for him to stay stay uh, focused and do what he did this year was pretty um, exceptional. Yeah, it's a guy who I think probably wins comeback player of the year too, right? I mean, he he was like a third stringer last year, gets traded to the Rams, shows up, you know, starts late. Now now he's a uh, and now he's leading a team to the you know uh, you know the second round of the playoffs. And I'm getting told Joe Flacco. I feel like Baker though did it for longer than Flacco. Flacco came in late. But I think I think Baker wins comeback player of the year this year. I know some people think Joe Flacco, but I think Baker's the guy. Well, you know, it's all about what the media wants. You look at these yeah. things and, um, you know, who have we been bubbling lately? Uh, Joe Flacco. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, and so if I really want to talk about media, you could talk about how T.J. Watt didn't get enough AP votes and now um, – we're, we're, we're already crowning a new defensive player of the year when, um, you know, if you look at the stats alone, it's a different story, but uh, uh, don't let me go off on a tangent right now. Let's stay focused. Well, the one thing I'll say about that is it's funny. The arguments against him are all stats that are like, 
well, this guy's pass rush win weight rate was higher. But it's like, all right, well, one guy's got more sacks, tackles for loss. And I understand that I don't understand the analytics, whatever. But it is funny to me how regular stats are no longer good enough. It has to be you, know, you have this. Yeah, you know. Well, it's just like, you know, PFF now has AP votes. I don't know how that happens. But now we're using things that don't matter because you could win in pass rush. And, you know, we're taught this in practice. You know, you can win a pass rush, but it doesn't mean you're going to get the sack. So what are you really saying when you, when you say that? Well, and I'd say, too, there's also like TJ leads in more forced fumbles, more fumble recoveries, more touch, you know, whatever. We, you're right. We probably should not get into that. Let's move on to Saturday's matchups. Uh, 49ers <laughs> Packers. Uh, we don't want to we don't want to have beef with PFF right now. Uh, Why not? 49ers they got enough beef. Well, well say everybody else seems to have beef with them right now. I know J.J. Watts yeah. on that tangent, so we'll let him handle that. Uh, he's doing it for TJ, yeah. so don't worry. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the type of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. 21 and over must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Um, 
49ers squeak by the Packers. I really thought Green Bay was going to win that game. Um, Jordan Love is really good, man. And and I thought Purdy kind of – I have concerns about Purdy. Where do you stand? You know, um, I okay, I'll, I'll bring up the one thing with Purdy that is just – beyond crazy to me why does everybody keep talking about how he wiped his hand mid-play only to throw an incomplete pass it's just I, we, we <laughs> hype we hype up the most stupidest things in football sometimes oh my gosh he caught it out of bounds i can't believe he caught it out of bounds like we do stuff like that i just don't get it um but you know i think um you look at that game um and you know cmc goes off uh scores mm-hmm. touchdowns left and right but um, Purdy uh, played well enough with, you know, Debo Samuel going down in that game. So, um, you know, Debo Samuel got a concussion. So they were able to step up and make plays late. Um, Love had the ball in his hands at the very end. Um, and, you know, you're, you're looking at that turnover. And I know he's probably kicking himself for throwing it. Uh, but, man, um, I love what LaFleur is doing with Love. I, I feel like Love has command of the – what what the what the Packers are doing, um, you know, they're they're finding a lot of wide open people. I don't know how they keep scheming it up, where every single week there is a tight end or wide receiver wide open, um, you know. And I think uh, Romeo Dupes has played well for them, um, and you know, I just think they got a good nucleus right now with Aaron Jones and uh, Jordan Love, where uh, that team can continue to grow together. Yeah, I mean, really young skill guys that are all really good, a good offensive line. I think they have like nine or ten first-round draft picks, <clears throat> excuse me, on their defense. So it's like a really good roster, and I, and I agree with you. I think what LaFleur does is pretty impressive because I'm with you. How are guys in the NFL getting this open? And it's insane. And, and like you said, last night they were able to run the ball in the Niners, and I didn't think they'd be able to move it that well in the Niners, especially with the weather. So really yeah. impressed with them. Um, on the San Francisco side, what impressed you about them and what do you think about them going forward against the Lions? Well, San Francisco, you know, they've got the most complete team um, and they have a defense that there's a star on every level of that, that defense. Um, you know, and I think it starts with um, it starts with um, Frank Warner and uh, Greenlaw. I think both those guys, one, they, they tackle everything they see. Um, you don't see a lot of missed tackles. Um, two, they can cover anybody. Um, Greenlaw had two picks yesterday. Dude, he's um, got to get down, though. Just... He's got to get down. He's got to get down. He's running He's running for the 10 zone late. I'm like, get down, Greenlaw. Hey, man, you get it how you get it. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I hope he went to his coaches like, I know you want me to go down, but either you can let me run around and do what I do, or I just won't catch it next time. So, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Get down. Just stay down. We got this thing. Yeah. Is so, that the, we'll, uh, the we'll best see. linebacker duo in the league, you think? Those two best middle linebacker duo? You know, I think it's it, it's probably them. Um, you know, you got to look at what Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith are doing as well. Uh, those are probably the two tandems that um, have been, you know, lights out this year. And uh, both teams are number one in the division because of it. Yeah. All right. Well, looking forward to that NFC matchup. Uh, who do you lean early? Obviously, it's early. Who do you lean early? And can the Lions have success in San Francisco? It, the Lions are going to have to run the ball. I'll say that. You got to have success running the ball. If they have success running the ball, then that's going to open up a lot more for Jared Goff. But if you don't have enough success running the ball, 
Um, you look at what they have up front, man, they've got, you know, Nick Bosa, uh, Javon Hargrave. Um, you know, you got, um, uh, how, what am I, why am I blanking? Uh, Arms Young. Well. I mean, I mean Chase just throw Young. a bunch of names out there, man. They yeah, got everybody. Sebastian Joseph Day. Sebastian Joseph Day just got signed not too long ago. They got guys. They oh, and then you have um, who's the other outside linebacker that they signed late? Um, shoot, I am blanking. I'll come back to that. But they got a multitude of guys that can run up and down, sub, come in, uh, and they'll make your life a living hell if you're not careful. Yeah, no, and I, I also, I, you know, I have concerns about the Lions' secondary against the uh, the 49ers. I'm not sure what Debo's uh, health status is, but still, we talked about it last week. Ayuk, Kittle, uh, and random guys were stepping up this week without him. Yeah, and I just remembered who I was talking about, Randy Gregory as well. So, you know, throw him in the mix. So when you have that multitude of guys up front, man, you've got to hold up. So I'm looking, you know, you look at what uh, – Detroit did early. Um, how how good is Frank Ragnall going to be? I know he was a little bit beat up. Left guard got hurt. Jonah, um, he actually went to Ohio State. But, um, you know, is he going to be able to come back? Uh, your tackle's got to be very sound. If you can do that and hold up up front, I think you'll have a lot of success running the ball, um, and then you'll be able to pass it. Any early prediction for that one? You want to give it yet or just wait? wait you want to wait a little bit? Uh man um see that one's i'm cheering for both both my guys javon hargrave and tyson Lalo. so uh man give me the lines give me the lines 24 21 wow so you got the lions playing in the super bowl wow how cool that be that that'd be Wait, special that would be fun and, and listen as much as i i think that would be fun if the i mean could you imagine what the people of detroit they'll take over vegas I mean, they, oh, yeah. that stadium looked awesome today. They were having a great yeah. time the last two weeks. So that would be cool. I would be happy if they won that. And also, a great football year for the state of Michigan if they were to get to the Super Bowl. I know, you know, you don't care about the other school that won, but still. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go Saturday Wait, afternoon. I didn't hear you. I couldn't hear you. I couldn't uh, hear well, you. Of so. course, of course. Yeah. Well, you, listen, you should know who it is because they caused your team to spend $13 million on NIL, I, I read today. So you guys have really broken out the pocketbooks, it seems like. Hey, all I gotta say is O State's coming back with a vengeance, and I like what I'm seeing. Caleb Downs, how proud much of you, money bro. did you donate to that NIL, whatever it is? I mean, 13 million. Where's that money coming from? That's coming from Les Wexner, probably. Oh, and that's okay. why it's called the oh, Wexner shout Center. Shout out, Lex. <laughs> all right, shout out. All right, let's go Saturday. Ravens, Texans. Um, uh, this was a beatdown, and it and it felt like. Uh, uh, you it know, it's, it didn't down. start off beat. It was 10 10 and a half. Okay. Let's not call it, you know, I think the game got on hand late um, and not out of control. But, um, you know, I, you look at what Houston did in the first half. Uh, they held like Lamar to like 50 yards throwing the ball. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I think um, that's the thing about Lamar. You can't just stop uh, passing, you got to stop him th running. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, they got a committee of running backs that went off. You got Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, Dalvin Cook. Uh, having those guys, um, you know, along with Lamar, really bounces out your offensive group. Yeah, and I'm not – I don't mean to say, like, beat down, but it just – this to me is a veteran team versus a young team and, you know, a young mm -hmm. coach versus a veteran coach. And it just was 
this is this might be the Ravens' year. I mean, they're a really good team. Like you said, they've got a bunch of guys who can run it. Um, and to me, this is the first year where they're the way they throw it seems to have really taken a step. Todd Monk has done a great job with that offense. And like you said, you could stop them throwing it, but Lamar's going to rush for 100 yards and two touchdowns. They're going to be really tough to beat. And and to me, I we say San Francisco, that might be the best defense in the league. I love some of the guys they have, and I think the OC, the DC is really good. And uh, I just think this was a team that has been there, done that, and the Houston's new. Yeah, you know, uh, you, you look at what uh, the Ravens did this past year, um, you know, when the AFC North, um, you know, there was really never a, a drop off in any of their games. They competed. They um, were in every game mostly in, um, you know, that's why you got the MVP and Lamar Jackson. So, um, you know, I, I, we, if we look to the Chiefs versus the Ravens, um, I definitely think the Ravens defense is in a good position to make things hard for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I think that that line back in core, um, it's a little bit different than what Buffalo was putting out there. I know Buffalo was dealing with some injuries. And so uh, that plays a toll. Um, you know, they're going to get after that run game. Um, and I just think uh, the Ravens defense can, you know, s- be sticky with uh, the Chiefs. So uh, it's going to come down to – um, who has the ball last. And I think, you know, you look at what Baltimore does, they're keeping it in Lamar's hands. It's not going to be a chance where Buffalo, where, um, you know, we're not giving Lamar the ball. Lamar's going to make something happen. And, you know, this is Lamar's chance to win. Yeah, and it feels like they, the Ravens defensively have a number of guys they could throw at Kelsey. Not that you could shut them down, mm-hmm. but they got a bunch of guys who could cover over there. I also think, too, big thing, Buffalo ran it for 182 yards tonight at 4.7 a touch. The Ravens are going to be able to duplicate that. The Ravens can run the football really well, and I think Mm -hmm. that's something to watch in this game. And if they could control the clock the way Buffalo did, I think that's the big the big difference in that game. I don't I don't know if that's a great matchup for Kansas City. I know Mahomes and Kelsey are great, but that Ravens offense is tough. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, you know let's not sleep on what the Chiefs do. You know, on defense. Mm -hmm. Because they got two outstanding corners, and you got Chris Jones, uh, and you got some other things. You got Purcell. Um, they got Tranquil. They got guys who fly around to the ball, and so um, you know they're going to have to be on their A game. Um, you know, the thing about Baltimore is they run the Navy offense, but they're at a hundred miles per hour. So um, strap it in to play that, and you know anybody can hold the ball, anybody can touch the ball, but. Uh, starts with Lamar and ends with Lamar most of the times. Yeah, be interesting to see if they get Mark Andrews back this week too, because that's just another weapon for them who is a tough cover no matter what. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, I got a question I want to ask you about two quarterbacks that played this weekend. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Going forward, Mm -hmm. take contracts out of it, whatever. If you had to pick a guy, CJ Stroud or Jordan Love, who you going with? Man, uh, there's not a wrong answer, but they're 
Definitely is a hundred percent the right answer, and that's CJ Stroud from the Ohio State. <laughs> I was going to say, hold on, that question's so loaded. That is so loaded. If he was a Michigan guy. You would have gone love in a second. You know, I love love. Okay, I love love, love, love. but uh, right. yeah. but I think um, one thing that the only thing you have against Jordan Love right now is he's a lot older than CJ Stroud. Yeah, um, and you know where CJ Stroud is right now to think where he could be in five years, 10 years, it's kind of, kind of scary. And man, uh, CJ Stroud's got a bright future ahead of him. I will say it's impressive, man. Even, even he is a Buckeye, but it's impressive how, how good he is as a rookie. I mean, I normally do not see a guy that poised, but there were a couple plays he made uh, on Saturday that I'm like, man, that he looks like a vet. I know he struggled, but he didn't, you know, not many touchdowns or whatever, but I thought he handled himself really well, especially in his first go around the playoffs. And what he did to Cleveland, really, we're not talking about enough, dude. Cleveland had a great defense, and he torched them last mm-hmm. week. So really impressed yeah. with him. And you're right. The age is the difference here, but both are great quarterbacks. And yes. really, the future and is bright for both. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're having to choose between either of those two, I think you're, you're going to win a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all right, one more thing before we get out of here. Did you see this guy, Cam McCormick, is announcing his last ride? Do you know who Cam McCormick is? Um, I'm sorry to say I do not know who Cam McCormick <laughs> he's, is. He's a tight end who's going in his ninth year of college football. Dang, that NIL must be real, my guy. <laughs> keep keep getting it. <laughs> keep getting it. I, I just no, can't wait to see him on – I can't wait to see him on NCAA and they have to put the ninth year on there. Uh, I mean, he's like, he's turning 26 in April. I mean, he's older than Jordan Love. He's going to be older than some of the grad assistants. Older Absolutely. Than, you know, you know it, it, that's going to be... I mean, I don't, I don't nine know. years, Cam. What what are you what are you doing in school at nine years? How do you have time? To, like what like what classes do you still have to take? Um, there could be. Uh, I hope he's working on his third degree right now. Well, because... he's be a doctor, and hopefully, he's a doctor <laughs> at this point. I mean, he's you know what I mean. Like, how did the NCAA allow that? We got to figure out this transfer portal thing, man. Maybe that's what you do in retirement. You go and figure out the transfer portal. Or maybe I can just go back and play football in college because it sounds like you can just continue to keep doing it. Well, Lord knows Ohio State can afford you now. The the thirteen million they can afford you. Yeah, At your pay cut I would that love you're taking that. this year. At the pay cut, because if take I go if I go back if I go back, we ain't losing to Michigan. You know, I'm four and zero. I mean, I don't know. You just Michigan. It's a different Michigan team that you had to play. Okay, the coaches wearing headsets now. Okay, <laughs> whoever it is, <laughs> whoever it is, he's wearing a headset now. Okay, so no offense, Brady Hoke, but hey, the, hey the Brady Hoke's coming back to the U. He's coming back to Michigan. How about that? No, no. He, I think he just retired actually. So congratulations to Brady Hoke. He finished up his career at San Diego State. We're happy for him. Or we can get we can get Rich Rod back in there. That'd be good. No, I think Mike Vrabel is going to take the job. Vrabel wouldn't touch that. Yes, he I, would. I, uh, it's 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 I a talk to my sources. Woody Hayes. No, I talked to my sources. Vrabel will never go to Michigan. You don't. You don't have that? sources. Get out of here. I you have don't have sources. sources. Yeah, you don't have sources. Congratulations uh, to the Bill O'Brien hire. That butt chin is disgusting. 
You've got a butt chin. You just cover it up I with your beard. I do not have a butt chin. No, I do not. Bill O'Brien's butt chin is gross, and that is not going to help you win ball games next year, okay? Yes, it will. No. All right. Well, this has been another fun episode of Hayden and his butt chin on Not Just Football. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, we'll see you for the championship games. Um, should be a fun time. And, uh, you know, thank you guys for listening. Like and subscribe. We love your comments. And see you next time. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.